0: Various African leaders across the continent say that it is time to rethink the criminal law and incarceration. Deputy Minister of Justice John Jeffrey says, "The criminal justice system favours the rich and this is evident if one looks at which people are in prisons, the poor." Jeffrey says, "We are not all equal before the law. The criminal justice system as a whole
1: responds differently to the haves than to the have-nots. That is the reality." The rich and the more privileged have access to better resources, they can afford legal representation, they can afford to pay bail, they can afford to pay fines. The rich and the affluent are not locked up for petty offences. The poor are much more likely to experience unlawful and excessive arrest and detention and disproportionate sentencing. They are by and large the ones in the overcrowded prisons. (coughs) It boils down to a very simple and straightforward question. Who is more likely to suffer violations and infringements to their human rights, the rich or the poor? Who has the resources to more successfully enforce their human rights, the rich or the poor? Are we all equal before the law? And the honest answer is no.
0: John Jeffrey also says that all over the world, there are some instances where the law has been used in a way that prejudices the poor while protecting the rich. There there is sometimes an extremely
1: thin line between using law enforcement for the purposes of safety as opposed to using it for the purposes of protecting wealth, status, power, or privilege. It would be naive to deny that throughout the history of the world, the law has, in some instances, been used in a way that prejudices the poor whilst protecting the rich, the establishment, or those in power. Laws can also be used to stifle dissent or association rather than for the purposes of public safety. And this is something that we know very well in South Africa.
0: Jeffrey says when it comes to criminal law and justice, the battle is not only between the rich and the poor, but also race, gender, ethnicity and more. When a law appears to be
1: neutral, but impacts different people in different ways. Not only the rich versus the poor, but also along the lines of race, sex, gender, ethnicity, or if it targets people based on their social, political, and economic status, it creates power imbalance or unequal power relations, which then become more and more entrenched over time.
0: Jeffrey says we need to decriminalize the cycle of poverty. He says here in South Africa, we are still repeating some Old apartheid legislation, and that is not progress. We will seriously address the issue of
1: the decriminalisation of poverty all the more so because we are simply not winning the war against poverty and inequality. According to the United Nations, and I quote: "As things stand, the world is not on track to end poverty by 2030, with the poorest countries now needing unprecedented levels of proper growth to achieve that goal." Forecasts for 2022 estimate that 75 million more people than expected prior to the pandemic will be living in extreme poverty. So how do we break the cycle of criminalizing poverty? First, we need legislative reform. Here in South Africa, we're still busy repealing old apartheid legislation. At the very heart of this issue lies the question, does this person really belong in jail? and equally vital is the question of how do we treat those in correctional centres
0: Malawian constitutional court judge Kenan Manda agrees that in African prisons there are no affluent people
2: we have made poverty a crime most of our criminal offences target the poor in fact as an inspectorate in Malawi when we visit the prisons that's what we are confronted with is there no justice for the poor because once the rich are arrested, within two days they're granted down. And their cases take time. And when they get sentences, they get a tap on the hand. That's the reality.
0: Former constitutional judge Edwin Cameron has thanked South Africa's deputy minister of justice for being at the forefront of decriminalizing sex work.
2: It's the first time that so many judges involved and national human rights institutions. Involved in prisons reform have got together and it's been a rich day, a rich day of reflection this is one of those meetings which could change practice across the region and across the continent. The Deputy Minister John Jeffrey has been at the forefront within the executive of campaigning for the decriminalisation of sex work. I honour you for that Deputy Minister and here we have Uh, Four people involved in sex worker advocacy. They've had a heavy burden these last two weeks because of the terrible murders that have occurred in Kharteng and the person alleged to be responsible for them on trial. They're monitoring the trial. We honor you for your work in advocacy because the absurdity, the wickedness, the inappropriateness, the ridiculousness of criminalizing sex work is one of the issues that you bring to the fore. We pay honor to you for that.
0: Last month, Deputy Minister of Social Development, Henrietta Bokhopani Zulu, confirmed that plans are underway to decriminalize sex work by 2024. Mulebukhen Kuluago, SABC News, Johannesburg.